Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It is Logan, and today we actually have some fucking news to talk about. So, this is um, gonna be a podcast that covers a few different topics today, ranging from video games to movies. We're gonna talk about what the fuck's going on with Venom 2's trailer. We're gonna be talking about the possibility that Daredevil could be in Spider-Man 3 because of contract negotiations finally being up, allowing Marvel to actually use the character. And on top of that, a I'm just going to say uh, save it because, you know, maybe people won't care about it, but a remaster is coming of a game franchise that I love and have not played in years. So, I'll just I'll just leave that as a little cryptic message for those of you that either may possibly like the same thing as me and or just, you know, want to play a guessing game. But, so first of all, let's talk about the Venom 2 trailer. So, what's going on with Venom 2? Well, at the moment, Venom 2, uh, the trailer was supposed to release a few days ago. Because Andy Serkis had tweeted out an image saying there is going to be Carnage coming tomorrow. And it's a picture of the Venom 2 logo and shit. And apparently that was done by some trolls on the internet. And it actually got actual YouTubers ready for the trailer. And they had to apologize that there was no Venom trailer. And I myself was like, we're going to talk about the Venom trailer. And then it never came. So, we're over here like, where the fuck's the Venom 2 trailer at? That's the good question. We don't we don't really know where the trailer's at. So, right now we're kind of just having to wait and see when that's actually going to come about. But, just to think we were so excited for that to get nothing. But, that's that's all we've heard on the Venom side of things. Um, moving on to our second thing that we're going to talk about is Daredevil, could he be put into, uh, Marvel Spider-Man 3? Now, we all know because of the coronavirus that all these movies have been postponed and pushed back, including production of movies, and Spider-Man is now not going to be starting to film, I believe, until next year, so Spider-Man's release date's going to get pushed back. Um, till 2022, I believe, because, yeah, because next year's 2021, and that's when we'll be starting the filming, so about 2022 is when we're supposed to be getting, um, Spider-Man 3 for the MCU, it originally was gonna be 2020, um, 2021 next year, because they were gonna do filming this uh, June or July, but obviously that got pushed back, so we won't be getting it for about another few years, which is unfortunate because for all of us who have come off the Endgame hype and who are waiting for an MCU movie, like, after Endgame and Far From Home, like, so since last July, we're coming up on a year of having no new MCU movies. That's fucking insane. Now, we were supposed to be getting Black Widow next month. However, that isn't happening anymore, which is unfortunate, but it's just not happening. Um, However... Like I said, with the, with the Daredevil piece coming in, um, by that time of them filming next year and stuff, they will fully have the rights to Daredevil back from Netflix, because that whole contract will be up. Meaning, if they want to put Daredevil in the MCU in a movie, because he technically had a movie contract with his Netflix account, which is most likely going to be expunged and expunged and not mattered, but I believe that they're going to renew a contract 
with um, Charlie Cox, because who the fuck else can play Daredevil, um, and put Charlie Cox into Spider-Man 3, which would help by using the lawyer piece. Like, I know they were talking about using She-Hulk and stuff, but why not use Daredevil, right? If you have the opportunity to use Daredevil, wouldn't you rather use Daredevil over She-Hulk? Because A, Daredevil's Netflix series, all three seasons, were very critically acclaimed. The second season being, like, the underlier of, of season one and three. Season three, I think, got the best reviews, if I'm correct, in season one, then season two. But everybody was like, oh, yeah, you know, I can't, you know, wait to see Daredevil. Why would you not put Daredevil in over She-Hulk? Because nobody really knows who She-Hulk is compared to Daredevil because um, the on-screen adaptations. Like, people know who She-Hulk is, but compared to Daredevil at the moment, people are going to know who Daredevil is more than She-Hulk because She-Hulk doesn't even have a Disney Plus show out yet. So it would just make more sense to use Daredevil if you're trying to look at it from a money standpoint and driving more people to the theater. And now, since they will actually have those fully, you know, those full rights, they can actually put him in there. Even if it's not, like, for a large chunk of the movie. All they could do is put Matt Murdock in there, you know, put Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock in there, and they don't even need to show him as Daredevil. But people for, who, who know Matt Murdock, who have watched the Netflix shows, will be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's going to be a driving selling point for fucking Daredevil fans. Like, immediately. So that would be smart. But yes, there is a possibility that we could see Daredevil in the next Spider-Man movie in 2022, but we have no fucking idea until actual information comes up. But they do have, by then they will have those character rights set in full, and they could do something with that character if they wanted to. Now we're going to move on to the big part of this podcast. The reason I wanted to do this, and that is yesterday... There was an announcement of a remaster of Crisis. Now, those of you who don't know what the fuck Crisis is, I'll give you a little rundown. There are these aliens called the Seth that have been kind of hibernating on the Earth. Rash or Hargreave decided to make a super soldier suit made of the exoskeleton of a Seth or Seths. This exosuit granted the soldier wearing it. Um, the ability to cloak themselves being practically invisible in any spectrum of light because it kind of has like solar crystal panels that reflect um, and contort things to, so that way they blend in with the, their surroundings. And they also have an armor system that whenever a bullet hits them, it br- breaks on impact. And then the kinetic energy is kind of transferred into the suit. And it also grants the user super strength to pick up people, kick cars, throw cars, um, super speed, super uh, a super jump, which allows them to jump, you know, a lot higher than a normal human being. And it's got heat vision. It gives you tactical options. The suit is just really badass. And you end up fighting human enemies. Um, in Korea, because you're in Korea in this game, and they get a hold of the suit, and they make their own, then they awaken the Seth, and then you gotta take out the Seth, which is like an alien, uh, squid-like, or aquatic-like race, and that's pretty much Crisis 1 in a nutshell, it's open world, it, it, it was made in 2006 or 7, I think that's when it got released, and it broke PCs, like, it was the most beautiful game at the time, like, Crisis 
the, the first Crisis game in 2007 was groundbreaking. It was it looks like video games from today. That's how good the graphics were on this game. It broke PCs of its time. It could not run on consoles at all. Because the hardware was just not even advanced enough. But now we are getting Crisis 1 Remastered for the Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. How the fuck's that going to work is beyond me. PS4 and... PC. So I'm really excited for this game because I am in love with the Crisis franchise. I own Crisis 2 and Crisis 3. I played them through multiple times. Crisis 2 is kind of like the outlier of the Crisis franchise. I mean, I like Crisis 2. I personally like it, but I know a lot of people that don't like Crisis 2 compared to Crisis 3 and Crisis 1. Crisis 3 did not sell as well as Crisis 2, but Crisis 3 was a gem compared to Crisis 2 on a story standpoint and everything. I just gave more of a shit about people in Crisis 3 than I did 2. But, it was awesome. This whole fucking franchise is great. The only Crisis games I never got to play was Crisis 1 because A, it was a PC exclusive. I, d- I never had the money. I was a kid. I didn't have a job. I didn't have the money for a PC. I still don't own a PC because I'm not a PC gamer. I have a laptop that I play Minecraft on, but that's only, and, and to do podcasting on with my mic, but that's it. I only need a laptop. I don't have a major PC setup, so I couldn't play Crisis, right? And they had Crisis Warhead, another PC title made on the same engine, and I wasn't going to play that either. You know, I just I didn't have a PC. So I did buy Crisis 2 and 3. I originally played Crisis 2 on the PS3 first. My dad hated the game because his friend let him have it, and I just decided to hop on and play it, and I ended up falling in love with the game. And ever since then, I've played it on 360. I own it on 360 and Crisis 3. So I'm definitely buying this remaster, no questions. When is it coming, though? We don't know. We know it comes this year, but we don't know when this year. My guess is probably safe bet is fall, fall time. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. I just kind of wanted to talk about these few things. I hope you all enjoyed, and I will see you all in the next one.